Hello, amazing Fruit Loops, and welcome back to the Querios, the podcast where we want to educate everyone about LGBTQ issues and common things in the community. And today we're going to be talking about queer baiting and representation in the media. And we have a special guest. His name is Danny. Danny, say hi. Hi. Look at his beautiful voice. Oh yeah, quite, quite. Yeah, quite grand. a beautiful, like raspy voice. Mm. Uh, he's gonna be talking with us today. Today we're going to talk about queer baiting representation in the media, and a lot of representation is terrible. So that's fun, and queer baiting is terrible. So that's also fun. So you might be asking, what is queer baiting? And uh, queer baiting essentially refers to like implying that there's like non-heterosexual relationships or like just like queer attraction in like a tv show or a movie or something to try to like like engage an lgbtq audience or generate interest but not actually like showing a queer relationship because you gotta like you gotta like bring in the, the lgbtq audience but you also have to bring in the homophobic audience so it's like a weird meet in the middle kind of thing and it's it's very it's very bad because it can give like one it can give queer people like a false sense of security in media that they like so they could be like oh yeah this this show has like queer characters and they watch it and they're like oh wait that's that's not right um these aren't actually queer and it's kind of just like hurtful to see shows and movies and stuff like pretending to be allies but they're also trying to attract the homophobic audience precisely a really good example of queer baiting is this show called sherlock it's about sherlock holmes i haven't watched it personally but one of my friends watched it and he told me that like they're literally famous because they queer bait or like they're famous for the queer baiting in the show. And like when you look up queer baiting, like one of the first examples on Wikipedia is Sherlock Holmes, like the show Sherlock in 2010. Um, so yeah, and it's just like, oh, two um, men characters like being flirtatious with each other, but never canonically expressed to be like into each other or like in a relationship or anything um and also this doesn't have to be just fictional media um it can happen i think in just media media i know there's a really big thing with um billy eilish beer baiting because she like posted pictures on instagram saying like i love women with a bunch of ladies like attractive ladies so it was like okay you have a boyfriend you've only like dated men and you're not express Mm -hmm. you're not like stating that you're bisexual or not and like she just kept doing it so it's like okay so now it just looks like you're trying to like get a grab for money by like either saying something like for flirtatious and like people going crazy over that or like like almost pretending to be bi yeah so yeah literally yeah and like they were if you've seen the pictures, like they were like all sticking their tongue out, like right next weird. to each other, like it was very like, just like make it. It was, was obviously very... staged. Like I feel like if you were just having like a girls' night, you wouldn't be like taking strange pictures like that. I don't know, mm-hmm. and like posting them and being like, "I love women." 
Yeah, it was weird. It was really weird. I remember the photos. They were all very... Yeah, they were all sticking their tongues out and so close together. And, like, what else were they doing? They were, like, touching each other's faces and, like, getting really close to each other. Very successful. Yo, there's a picture of her, like, touching somebody's ass. Like, a girl's ass. Yeah. Billie Eilish, not it. Um, and then, like, and Disney Plus gave her her own special. Oh. Ooh. I didn't they know did? about that. They did? Yeah, she's having, like, a whole, like, virtual concert on Disney Plus that's, like, half animation or something. And it's, like, really, like, after after the queer baiting, like, she's after... She's gonna, like, come out as bi, like, <laughs> on her special. Like, I just, I can't, I can't, I can't back that. Yeah. Another example of queer baiting was in Thor Ragnarok. So you might know Valkyrie, like the really hot one. She's canonically bisexual, and Tessa Thompson, who was the actor, advocated for there to be like more visibility to her sexuality. And they even made a scene where there was a woman walking out of Valkyrie's room, but the directors ended up cutting it. Um, that kind of so the fact that she's she is like canonically bisexual because you know like all the Marvel movies are based off of comics, so there are things like that are canon, and they just the fact that they just it's not only ignored that and like made it like very I don't I don't want to say like clear but just the fact that they ignored the like that she's bi. And also cut it out. Like, they mm-hmm. legit cut out a scene that could, like, hint to the fact that she is canonically bi. But, you know, they needed to, like, get their money and just ignore the fact that the comics are correct and they're not. Yeah, so and- what I do know about Marvel is that their whole thing is like, oh my gosh, like, we're totally going with the comics, we're sticking with the comics, and... Like, for that to be in the comics is, like, one thing. Like, they cut so many things, but they still try to make it canon. It's different because they made the scene, and they shot the scene, they wrote the scene, mm-hmm. and, and they cut it. Like, that that kind of, like, shows you where their priorities lie. Yeah, and, like, yeah. by the fact, it's kind of, like... I think it's weird because it's like you can look up, oh, is Valkyrie straight or not? And like you'll see, oh, she's bisexual. But when you just watch the film and if you're like not that deep into the lore of Marvel, then like it still appeals to people who are homophobic by like not including anything that hints at Valkyrie being queer. So I think like the only thing that could possibly hint to Valkyrie being queer in the movie itself is the fact that for once in like Disney movie history, she is a woman who doesn't end up in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Like uh, that's the like, only thing that is like different. You know what I like about her character, especially though, is that um, if you like look at any Marvel movie, like literally any, like there's always like the women are always talking about or fantasizing about like some man like like flirting with a man and i think that is pretty good representation of like female empowerment 
being like, yeah, like, this is just a woman standing alone on her own. She's not doing anything for a man. She's not trying to impress a man. Um, but, like, one step forward, two steps back with taking that scene out. You know? Yeah. I mean, if you didn't want to include it, I feel like it's almost intentionally, like, yeah, we, like, shot this, like, with intention to take it out, just so we can piss yeah. off people. It's, it's, yeah. That's just kind of what it feels like. I just watched Never Have I Ever, and one of the main characters is um, a girl who is coming out as a lesbian, and she has a partner, but, you know, there's also, like, this stereotypical gay man thrown into there, and it's, like, it's so... It's just weird, because it's, like, there aren't that many people that are actually, like, like that in real life. Like, it's just, like, people are queer, and that's, like, it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why it has to be a thing that, like, there's a stereotypically gay man who's, like, always out and always helps, like, other characters figure out their sexuality. Because it's not, like one person's responsibility to help somebody else figure out their sexuality. It's mm-hmm. and it shouldn't be it shouldn't be pushed on to gay men to help figure out other people's sexuality. You know? And then like, and then it like it makes people think that that's how the world works. Like it makes people think, oh, if I see someone like this, that means that they're gay. And if, if they don't act like this, then they're they're probably straight. And, like, that's just not how, how it works. works. And yeah. it, like, it just furthers, like, the divide and furthers the stereotyping. Like, them stereotyping makes stereotyping get worse. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And in Love, Simon, I hate Love, Simon, too. I think it's terrible oh representation. Oh my God. It's literally disgusting. You- I hated the show. And there's also, of course, a flamboyant gay man in the care- in the show, and I believe he's already out, or like already everybody already knows he's gay, and he's like supposed to help, like Simon, like figure out his, se- or it's like everybody's telling Simon, oh, you should talk to blah 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 because like he's gay, so he must know how to help you figure out your sexuality. So it's like, it's so stupid. I I hate it. <laughs> Yeah. It's just like uh, I don't know if you guys watch Big Mouth, but Matthew on that show, yeah, I don't I don't really like him because well his character is okay, but he's the stereotypical gay man who has to help uh, the other character try to figure out their sexuality. Like just the cliche of that is just is that's just another example. Yeah, it's just a cliche that's repeated over and over again. That's just dumb, um, but. There is also good representation. I know, surprise, surprise. Um, mm-hmm. And that is where they often avoid the cliches. And in my opinion, you can have a different opinion, but I really liked It Chapter 2 because this is like a little bit of a spoiler. You can skip if you like don't want to hear it. It's not that big though. But at, like at the end of the movie, it was made very obvious that Richie was gay without like straight up saying like, "Oh yeah, he's gay." Or, like he doesn't like get in a relationship with another man or something like that. It was just like it was always hinted at during the first two like the first two movies and at the very end of the second movie, it was kind of just like 
I think he was, like, carving, like, a heart where it was, like, me plus, like, another character who was also a guy. Um, it was, like, he wasn't a stereotype at all. If, like, you were going based off of stereotypes, you would just think he's straight. Um, and it wasn't, like, it didn't revolve around that at all. Like, it didn't, like, the story didn't revolve around him being gay. Like, nothing really did. It was kind of just like, oh, yeah, this happened. Like, okay, he's a gay character, like, whatever. He's just chill. That's all. Um, and also, The Owl House, which is a very popular show now, is my favorite show now, and has really good queer representation. Um, mm-hmm. the, the main thing is, just like the lesbian character, was like it wasn't made like oh yeah this person's like such a like lesbian stereotype or like just it didn't it wasn't like there wasn't like an episode that like just completely revolved around her being lesbian it was just like she had a crush on a girl and then they like got together that that's kind of like that's how it should go that's how it goes in real life that's like how it should go in media it shouldn't be like oh yeah this character's lesbian let's try and like get her together with a girl let's like bring in the like stereotypical gay man to like help like set her up it just doesn't work like that and like it's important to remember that she she follows all the criteria like um pack similar to like how you said um like the character she doesn't fall into any sort of like stereotype and like the emotions that she has don't really affect the storyline as much as like it does just like an extra little like thing yeah it's just Uh, like oh wait these characters are together now okay yeah and it's like like not being fetishized like like, at all like it's it's just high school crush how it should be yeah Exactly. That's, that's really all it was. It's just two 14-year-olds, like, liking each other. And that's it. It's no different as if it were, like, a man and a woman. And the other character who's in that relationship, like, throughout the series, before they got together, was just like, oh my god, he's so beautiful. Or like, oh my god, she's so hot. Just, like, very clearly, just, like, saying her opinions on people. Or, like, blushing at certain people. Just because, like, she found them attractive. And, like... It wasn't, like, anything like, oh, my God, she's saying that, like, girls are hot. Oh, my God, she's also saying that guys are hot. Gasp. It's just like, oh, yeah, she's pretty. Yeah, because I think the reason why we think, like, oh, yeah, like, I don't I think the reason why we usually cling on to that stuff is because the show does. But what's important with the Owl House is once they, once she blushes or once she, like, talks about someone being attractive, the show just keeps going. Yeah, there's like, not, like, a character that's, like, you were blushing at that girl. Oh, my God. It's just, like, yeah, oh, yeah, she blushed. It's not highlighted. Or it is highlighted. It's not emphasized. Like, it's, like, different. Yeah. It's not, like, made a whole point that she's blushing over this girl. There's also, in season two, a non-binary character. And seeing non-binary characters in the media is a win in my book because they're never there but seeing them done well is an even bigger win (laughs) and they were done very well like they weren't like 
made like to seem like, oh yeah, they're non-binary. Here, have a character that we love. Who, might I add, was in a relationship with a woman. So that's another queer character to add to the list. And that was also not like heavily emphasized. Like when we first met this woman, it wasn't like, oh yeah, I'm like Pan or like, oh yeah, I'm bi, haha. Like, it, it wasn't like that. It was just like, oh, yeah, I was in this relationship with this MB character, by the way. And then the MB character, like, it's not, like, made clear, like, oh, yeah, this person is an MB. Make sure <laughs> that you, like, use they, them pronouns. Or, like, something like that. It was, like, they just, like, used, like, they, them pronouns and, like, just didn't talk that much about it. It was like, oh, yeah, this character is, like, not like a guy or a girl or like they use they them pronouns they're like just chill like just yeah deal with yeah. that um and i i think more kids shows are becoming more inclusive of like queer representation which i think is really cool um there's a show called craig of the creek i believe is what it's called and um they i think i I know they have non-binary characters, and they also use they-them pronouns for a character that they, like, just met. So I wasn't sure if that was because they knew they were non-binary, or because they were, you know, just using they-them pronouns because they hadn't stated if they used different pronouns. Which I thought was really cool. I It was just... I mean, that's also a cool nice. thing to do. Yeah. Not um, assuming people's gender. Especially, I think that can in general doing that like in real life it can alleviate like people's gender dysphoria by not assuming their gender by like not being misgendered when you first meet them <laughs> and kind of like that like translates into real life whenever uh, i'm like busting a table and I'm, i always like hey how are you folks doing like what can i get for y'all like i always make sure it's like gender neutral and I've I need you to just be my waiter. Like, I hate when people are like, hi, ladies. And I'm just like, yeah. yeah. No, or even because... like, hi, gentlemen. And I'm like, mm. Someone, Someone said that to me. Like, they come up and they're just like, hey, like, I know you probably didn't do this on purpose, but you use like a gender neutral term. And like, that made me feel more confident. And I'm like, oh my God, like, that's great. Like, I just, because it's, it's represented like in the, media a lot as like these are guys these are girls and these are the traits but with these new like shows like i don't know i feel more confident like my my nephew i i have like a way older sister and so i have a little nephew uh and i believe he was five or six at the time and so he he comes up to me and I'm talking about my girlfriend, and I'm, like, talking about, like, yeah, like, um, we're doing this, this, and this. And then he goes, like, when I get my girlfriend or boyfriend, we're going to have so much Aww. fun. I said, where'd you learn that? And he's just, like, from my favorite TV show. Anyone can love whoever they want. And, Aww. like, that is so important. That makes me so happy. Especially since yeah. his, mom, his mom isn't like that. Oh, yeah. Aww. I think... I think it's really important for kids to learn that. And um, I think that kids, like, I mean, personally, I had a girlfriend in, like, kindergarten. And we were like, oh, okay, we must be able to marry each other. So we're going to marry each other when we're older. Um, yeah. I remember, like, <laughs> when I was younger, I just didn't think anything of it. Like, I didn't know, like, that, like, girls are supposed to marry guys. So I remember, like, 
in first grade, I got married to my best friend. I was like, let's just get married. And I went home to yeah. my mom and I was like, can girls get married to girls? And she was like, yeah, if you want. And I'm like, yes. And it's so like, when I, was, when I was younger, like, I didn't know. Obviously, I didn't know that homophobia existed. And I didn't really know that, like, there were any limitations with love. So I think when, you know, like, his shows continue to show that as you're growing up, I think it's really cute. Um, and I think it's also really important and like, um, kind of like growing good values in yourself when it comes to like love and stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> um, awesome. yeah. yeah, go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. You know what I really respect is that, um, my mom never, I don't want to say t- like taught me, but she never put that image into my mind like she never said like oh well you can't wear that because that's like a girl's thing like she would never say that she was always just like oh you like pink so do i like and i think that was like super important yeah the same with my parents like they never like force anything on me they weren't like oh yeah you have to like get the girls clothes or like oh yeah you have to like start dating guys like i hate those parents that are like one day in like fifth grade you'll find a good boyfriend so Wear those pink furly dresses. Luckily, my school was, like, amazing with how they treated queer youth or just, like, queer people in general, I think. Um, I had a classmate who was very tomboyish, and I went to an all-girls school. And I was like, oh, my God, that is so cool. I want to try being a tomboy. So for, like, three years, I dressed exclusively from, like, the boys section in Target. I got, like, a short haircut. I was having the time of my life. And my parents never said anything on it. Like, they always helped me out, and they always did whatever. Or they were always supportive of whatever I wanted to do, which I thought was really cool. (laughs) Yeah, parents who are just supportive or, like, not forcing anything on you are cool. Shout out to those parents, guys. Invincible. It's an animated show. They have eight episodes. And they do have a somewhat stereotypically gay character, but he actually has emotions. Beyond just being like sassy or whatever, which I thought was so cool. And I was I was in love with him. And he actually had emotions. And I feel like a lot with those like stereotypically gay men, they're like, oh, okay, he always wants a boyfriend but never gets one. But he actually like does have a boyfriend and like they show him having emotions and like being in shock and like crying and being upset and being angry. And I thought it was really he was really, really well written. And um, he wasn't used, and he is kind of like a gay best friend, but he wasn't used to figure out somebody's sexuality. His sexuality is discussed. And he even says, like, oh, I forget you're straight sometimes. Let me talk about straight things. And he, like, makes jokes about it. So it's like, okay. So he's actually, like, pretty realistic. I loved him. I think he was a really well-written character. Um, And... Doctor Who. One of the Doctor Who characters is an openly bisexual man. He flirts with Rose, kisses the doctor, and eventually gets a boyfriend. And despite him being openly bisexual since 2005, the writers have never deliberately written him in a way that buys into fetishization and stereotype, um, for the most part. Uh, During the first couple episodes, he's, like, portrayed as flirtatious, and that's, like, about it. And... I, this is my friend's perspective, I do feel like him being Doctor Who's reboot first openly queer character and not 
only initially being portrayed as flirty, did not paint him in a good light, but he was still a he was still salv salvageable via great characterization and later on and with great characterization later on and as another bi man i'd consider him a net positive despite his flunks when he was initially shown um and who else there are other there are other cool characters i'm pretty sure one of the doctors states that all of the doctors and like are like um gender fluid which is really cool um and it's hinted that they're asexual. I don't know if it was confirmed or not, but it's like basically by the fandom, it's like basically agreed upon that it's asexual, that they're asexual and they're gender fluid. And there's not much discourse about it. Um, there's also a character called Bill Potts, who's a black lesbian who's established as such um, since her first episode. Um, she's never shown any interest in dated, dating men, and um, the story with her ends with her exploring the starts alongside a woman she loves, um, and she, my friend, feels like she's a great character and does not feel shallow, cash, or, like, cash-grabby representation. Um, what else? Yeah. That's there's a lot more that I could say about it, but I don't want to like spend all my time talking about Doctor Who. But Doctor Who in general, like the reboot, but before the reboot, I think it's kind of iffy, but the reboot has like really good representation for the most part. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, I'm glad that there are things that have good representation because so many places or media just don't. Jojo Siwa is going to be the first Dancing the Stars contestant with the same-sex dance partner in 30 seasons of the show. That's a lot of seasons without same-sex dance partners. Uh, in other countries' versions, there were appearances of the same-sex dance partners long before JoJo. I think up to 10 years before, oh, wow. before JoJo. Um, and JoJo, who identifies as queer, is very excited about this. Um, quote, the show has such a wide, far-reaching audience, and there's real opportunity f here for people to celebrate the same-sex pairing and root for JoJo and all LGBTQ young people, said Anthony Allen Ramos, GLADD's head of talent, aka GLAD's head of talent. Um, I think this is pretty epic. I think JoJo Siwa has been out for a while now, like a few months, I guess. I think, mm -hmm. um, and seeing this is pretty cool, because often, like, I never liked, I only watched Dancing with the Stars a couple times, just because it was on while other people were watching it, and it just kind of irked me how it was always, like, a man and a woman, and there wasn't any other anyone in there, because, um, like, I don't know, it just always irked me that there was just no, like, gay or lesbian representation or just like MLM or like women love women representation in there um but it's it's like awesome to see it happening now um it's kind of sad that it's been 30 years or like 30 seasons without any but you know we have to like we get what we get we just have to deal with it I guess <laughs> 
Miss Straight said you can only get representation once every three once every thirty years. years. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a prophecy. Yeah. Oh yes, like, of course. Long ago, JoJo Siwa in the womb was like, "Please give us queer <laughs> dancing to the give stars." Rep, and eighteen years later, she gets it. <laughs> So, like, good job, Jojo Siwa, for, like, doing this. I'm so proud of her. Sure, all of you who have crushes on Jojo Siwa, she has a girlfriend. Back off. Everyone has a crush on Jojo Siwa. Not me, but apparently people do. One of my friends has a crush on Jojo Siwa. Um, she's just her type. How old is Jojo Siwa? Isn't she, 18. Like, she's, like, she's 18 now, I think. Oh, wow. Okay. She's an adult. Officially. A full adult, okay. A full adult. So, be careful, guys. Um, so yeah. And I agree with Anthony Allen Ramos, who says that uh, there's, like, a wide, far-reaching audience, so a lot of old people who watch Dancing with the Stars will see this queer couple. Yeah, Not queer couple, but just, like, queer dance partners, and they will have to deal with it if they want to keep watching Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> Jojo Siwa, who, by the way, like, when I tell you all of TikTok supported her, like, she actually, I'm pretty sure she came out on TikTok first. She did, yeah. Um, and I saw, like, the original video, and I was like, no way. I went to the comments to see all the hate comments. Zero. Oh my god, like, this is so amazing. I love this, like, I love, I've been following you for so many years, and, like, knowing that your career is, like, amazing, like, I... I don't know. I feel like she's the perfect example of a non-controversial, just a genuinely good person, and having her be queer, kind of like, I don't know. It's like a good. It was it's, really it's nice. Good. It is really nice, and I think it's gonna be JoJo Siwa. I think her coming out is also gonna be really important for like young gay youth too, because um, just seeing somebody like that it that's not a cartoon actually being queer. I think is gonna be really good and like being oh okay so this does happen in real life. I think like that's a gonna queer be... person on a reality TV show for yeah like because there are so many reality TV shows dedicating to straight people trying to find like other people to date. So it's like Bachelor. Bachelor. yeah yeah oh, yeah. It's... This is not what we were planning on talking about, but there was a show. I think it was like Love Island, and they said that they'll never have like a queer. Like, they'll never have queer people on it, because it just won't... They said it... I think it was, like, quote, it just... They can't make it work. So that's just dumb. You're kidding. I'm not I've kidding. I've never heard of that. I'm... Like, I, okay. like, read an article. It was, like, one of those, like, dating shows, where it's, like, we can't have, like, gay people, because it just won't work. I hate like, how what? gendered everything is, especially, it's, like, reality yeah. TV shows like that. It's so ridiculous. It is. Okay, um, so I think I'll talk about like growing up with representation. So, like when I was a kid, um, I was like obviously born into like a heterosexual world. Like all the movies, TV shows, all of like the animations, books, literally every piece of media that I could get my hands on uh, would be heterosexual because that was just like the world's like yeah that's what it's supposed to be and so I feel as though like 
think when I like saw a guy that I found attractive, I was just like, oh, like that's just that's just like a person being attracted. I don't like them. I don't like them. They're like I would never get with them ever. Like that's not what's right. That's not natural. The, like and this was like when I was younger and I didn't like know anything. I was I would just ignore it. And especially since like this school I went to was very religious. It was literally a, a Catholic school and it was very anti-gay. Mm. And so like if you if you were like having any of those thoughts all of your peers would just come at you like, oh my god, like you're so weird, you're so ugly. Like, just take it to the side, like just to the side. And I remember like growing up and thinking, wow, like everyone is like liking, guys are liking girls, girls are liking guys, that's just how it works. Why don't I feel that way? And I remember it was in 2017 was the first like, that sounds so sad. That's like, I think I was 12. It's it was, like half your life. Not I was 12 even. years old. It was the first time that I saw representation in the media. Think about that. 12 years of living and not one time. I was and probably like was, 11. Are you? Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, I was probably like 11 when I first realized, like, oh, wait. Right? Mm-hmm. And so I was watching Disney Channel. At Disney Channel. <laughs> And this Not was Disney. literally the first time in recorded history that Disney Channel had an openly gay person. So it was it was Andy Mack, and the character's name was Cyrus. And so Cyrus was talking to Mack and was all like, yeah, like, I looked back at this person. Like, I looked back, and she was just like, oh, my God, you have a crush on her? And he goes like, no, I have a crush on him. And then he said these words. This is like a quote from the show. He says, I'm gay. And when I tell you, like, I went on YouTube and I watched that clip over and over and over because I was just like, no way. Like, that is crazy. Like, I, like, I feel, it was so simple. It was the shortest scene. It was like a minute long. And it was just like, all he said was, I'm gay. And it was just having that representation and being able to, like, see someone from a TV show that I'm watching come out made me feel good like it made me feel empowered and so i think i think i did cry i cried several times that day but i think what's really good about now like current 2021 representation is i'm pretty sure i mentioned earlier but my nephew was just like yeah like my favorite tv show like he's gay like he was five years old like think about that I'd wait 12 years before I found one person. And his favorite show just casually like has some representation. And that is kind of like an eye-opener for me in terms of like, I'm happy with how the world is changing. Like there's always going to be like misrepresentation and people who are going to, you know, be homophobic. And we're still gonna have to like fight to be seen and heard for a while, but things are changing and I like couldn't be any happier. Yeah. (laughs) Great speech, man. Like genuinely. 
But yeah, like you, you heard it here. Like representation matters. It's not just like oh, you want to see like gay people so you can relate more. Like yes, but also it matters just because. I mean, who knows what would have happened to Danny if he hadn't seen that clip of Cyrus saying he's gay. No, no one knows. It, the world may never know. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm joking, but like it. It seriously. Um, it it does matter because a lot of people just don't feel like right if they're raised in that kind of way or like they're in a kind of situation where they don't feel safe like having those feelings like if you're a guy who realizes oh i might have a crush on a guy and you don't feel safe having those feelings just because of like the environment you're in like seeing representation like happen and like just a maybe just as a show you watch like really matters and on the other side of that like little kids who are like learning how the world works seeing that matters because then they don't get the assumption that like oh i have to grow up and like be in a straight relationship they can be like oh yeah like like his nephew like oh yeah if i can like get a boyfriend or a girlfriend because like it doesn't matter it's just whoever i like it, it like it really just doesn't matter so it's good for everyone it's good for like the like older people who are like discovering their sexuality and also just the people like who are five and like six who are just trying to figure out how the world works because that is how the world works people are gay steve (laughs) isn't that a quote Um, from the office (laughs) i think it it is i think it is it was like i was trying to find the name like i've I've seen that meme so many times Um, um yeah my Luckily, I, um, my, my school, like, talked about gay people a lot in middle school, um, in lower school, I didn't really exactly know what gay people were, but (laughs) in middle school, um, they talked about gay people a lot, they were always like, okay, it's Pride Month, here are some of the sexualities, um, and it wasn't like, oh, you can go to Saga if you want to, it's like they actually taught the student body about gay people and like assemblies and stuff and they also taught the student body about black history and a lot of other things which i thought was amazing um so i think it was fifth grade right when i turned either 10 or 11 i came out and i realized and i came out as bisexual and i like i knew um for a while i think I had been, had I known for a while? Yeah. I like almost immediately figured out I was bisexual because of my school, which is amazing. But then I switched schools and I'm currently going to just a different school. And I see how little they talk about gay people and how little they actually address that gay people exist in assemblies and how little they just talk about in general. Um, And they're just like, oh, go to Saga if you want to. Rather than saying, okay, gay people exist. It's Pride Month now. Um, and it makes me think if I had been going to his school my whole life, would I have realized my sexuality? Would I have realized whatever, whatever? Um, which hurts. Like, it hurts to see because it's like, okay, there could be so many little kids who are so confused by their sexuality who just can't figure it out because they don't have the resources open to them. Um, so representation at a young age is really important. And I plan on doing something about it soon. I plan on talking to my school about it 
about how much queer representation matters. Um, and I know that talking about queer people is avoided because of how much, because of how many students are conservative and because of how many students' families are conservative and about how many donations they get are from conservative people. So like they need money. So they you don't want to like <laughs> piss off the people who give you money. Yeah, it's really hard. It's really, really hard. And it sucks to see it. It sucks to see how little they talk about queer people. And you know what I'm really happy about? Oh. No, go ahead. Yeah. I was done. Okay. <laughs> uh, I really uh, appreciate my school because there are a lot of very homophobic people. And yet, like, Saga has assemblies. Like, and we'll like go up and we'll talk about these things. And Pride Month, we have like a special spot in the cafeteria that's like covered in all kinds of pride flags oh, that has so like cute. stickers and like temporary tattoos and stuff. And we also have this system put in place where if you are LGBTQ uh, and you will be accepted in a classroom, there's a little pride flag on the door. So like, if a teacher is like supportive of the LGBTQ community and they'll accept you, they'll put the pride flag on their door. And I have yet to see a teacher that does not have a pride flag on their door. Yeah, that's, I hated my oh. old school. I faced a lot of homophobia from the students themselves, but the staff are some of the most accepting people I've ever met. And that's one of the things that I miss about my old school. And switching to my current school was such a shock, I guess, because non-binary. I figured it out last year. I told my school, I got my gender changed in the school administration, like, whatever. Um, all of my teachers knew, but I faced a lot of misgendering from the teachers. I didn't face a lot of support from my classmates, and there wasn't a lot of places that I could go for it. I, it was just kind of like, oh, there's Saga, and that was it. <laughs> like, there's Saga, and I went to Saga, and it wasn't exactly something that, like, everybody contributed. It was kind of just like, oh, we're talking about gay movies today. And I was like, okay, this is it. <laughs> so, you know, it really sucked, and when I was facing a lot of, like, like I went through a space where... I was going through a lot of mental problems because of how much I was being misgendered. Um, even the one teacher who I had felt comfortable with misgendered me, uh, like, often. So it was, yeah, it's hard. And it's hard going to a private school where there are a lot of conservative people. It sucks. <laughs> that yeah. Suck. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I have a, a little a little game for us to play. <laughs> um, so we were talking about like representation stuff. So I thought that for our finisher we could do like we each have thirty seconds to list off like as many like pieces of media as we can that like have like queer characters in them or like are about being LGBTQ. Um, and just like see what we got. All right, you ready? Yep. Set. Go. A few moments later. Three, two, one. Stop. Put your pencils down. That's kids. how long it was. That was so short. <laughs> well, too bad. Okay. 
Okay, so do you want me to read first? And we can, like, let yeah. me know if you have any of the same ones. So I said Uncle Frank, The Owl House, Steven Universe, I think. Uh, yeah, Steven Universe, definitely. Um, they Both okay. Die at the End, which is a book. It's Not Like It's a Secret, which is another book. Lily and Duncan, which is another book. Luca and Loki. Okay, I had Doctor Who. I had Doctor Who, which we talked about. Love Simon, which we talked about. Grey's Anatomy, Luca, <laughs> The Owl House, which we talked about. And I have two animes: Citrus, which is terrible representation and it's gross, and Banana Fish, which is supposed to be good representation. What did you? Okay, play? my turn. Uh, so I have Luca is a movie, Andy Mack TV show, Grey's Anatomy TV show, Fish Hook TV show, Love, Simon movie, Live and Maddie TV show, Percy Jackson books, Apollo books, Owl House TV show, Attack on Titan anime, and that's it. Dang, bro. We have rep? Yeah? I'm surprised what? by that. What? Attack on Titan has queer rep? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. There are some gay characters in there. I didn't know that. Fishhooks had queer rep. Yeah, there's, um, like, they reference one of the characters being gay in, like, one of the first episodes. They don't really talk about it again, but I counted it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's, I have another task for you. Another? Ooh. Of, another of, the, of your list, which ones are good representation? Like, genuinely good representation. All right, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go down the line and I'm just gonna pick the good ones. Three. Uh, I'm gonna say Luca. I'm gonna say Luca. It kind of. It. I don't know. I feel like it's. Just they should have just kissed, and it would have been better. About it. <laughs> but I feel like they didn't need to. But it's That's not even fair. like. It's not even like they're gay. I feel. I feel like them being um the fish monsters that is like their homosexuality and like once they were like out other people felt comfortable coming out too and they, i don't know if you guys seen the movie but i saw that yeah, I, I saw that. that yeah and then once they came out other people felt comfortable coming out too and once like people could understand it they were like okay with it and like everyone was like oh my god these sea monsters suck like kind of like homophobia and mm -hmm. so I think it does have a really good message and like it's done yeah. pretty well in like terms of like, acceptance. Andy Mack, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give that a pass. I think that's a good one. Actually, mm, actually, mm. Mm. I changed my mind, not Andy Mack. You changed your mind? Yeah, I changed my mind, not Andy Mack. Okay. Grey's Anatomy, no. <laughs> Fishhook, not really. Love, Simon, no. Live and Maddie, no. Percy Jackson, no. Apollo, yes. Owl House, yes. Attack on Titan, kind of. Kind of. Alright, I'll go. Um, Uncle okay. Frank was really good. The Owl House is, yeah, Steven Universe was good. Um, they Both Die at the End, which is a book, was also really good. I feel like books and movies, like, yeah. they're different in terms of, like, representation. It's Not Like It's a Secret was also really good. Lillian Duncan, I haven't read that in a little while. But I liked it. It's probably good. <laughs> probably. Uh, Luca, yeah, I think I think Luca was good. Uh, Loki, mm, it was like so. It, that one's complicated because so canonically Loki's gender fluid, 
And we all thought they were going to do something with that, and they didn't. But he did come out as bi, which was, like, chill. Like, no one was, like, it wasn't, like, emphasized. He was like, oh, yeah, prince and princesses I've dated. (laughs) Hee hee. But, like, they didn't didn't touch on his gender fluidity at all, which makes me mad. It was very subtle that you had to, like, look really hard. So, I think my dad didn't even notice. Like, so, in Loki, in one of the first episodes, I think it's actually the first episode, he's uh, going through all of his paperwork, and it shows, like, his, basically, like, his passport, like, his, like, name, uh, gender and stuff. And it actually does say, like, gender fluid on that. It said sex fluid, which is another thing that made me mad. Is if they did want to touch on him being gender fluid, one, that's not how you do it. Two, sex isn't gender. Yeah. I don't think think that counts as representation. Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, does it say sex fluid because he's shaped Or is he, like, genuinely gender fluid? I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying they referenced it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, yeah. They just they didn't really touch on that, so I don't know. I don't know what to think about Loki. It's it's, it's a good show. Just not good it was a good show. Except for like the last two episodes. They weren't that good. I hated the last episode. I need to watch Loki. The last two episodes Loki? were just Yeah. Not good. Also everybody simps over him, which is kind of off putting. I I definitely don't do that. I definitely don't do that. And <laughs> definitely don't. Definitely um, not. That's very convincing. You you heard it right here. Danny's not a snake for Loki. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't believe you're one of them. I I do not. You can quote me on this. Why, why, can I, we, why do we let you onto this podcast? I oh believe God. you. I definitely believe you. Yeah, you're, you're definitely it's very convincing. telling the truth. <laughs> okay, when he's on his knees and his hair is wet and he flips his hair back and he looks up like he's... Like that's not attractive. To me. That's not attractive. To me. Oh my god. Okay. Well, I can't say You're anything. Such a simp. That is very simpy, though. I must admit. No, it's unattractive to me. It's unattractive. Uh-huh. Yeah, because when sure. he was in that time loop and he got slapped and he looked back and he like winked. Oh, like, you that, just want that, to see him get slapped? Okay, I see. That was unattractive. That was unattractive. How he looked back and he was like, "Yeah, it was unattractive," and I'm not into that. Anyway, this has been fun. Thank you for listening, guys. Please fill out the form. Don't scream at us. Um, yeah, have a nice day, everyone. Share the podcast, or I'll eat your toes. Um, bye. 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 <laughs>